My name's Neil Dudman. And my name's Dave Kite, and you're listening to the Nursery Business Podcast. Hello to you, David, and hello to our listener as well. I, 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 hope, hope, you're both, I, I hope you're both doing well. I, I, we have to name our listener at one stage. <laughs> Doris. Doris? That's very, um, that's, that's very sexist. It might be a male. You never know. I know we've got one male listener. Mr. Doris. Mr. Doris. You're back now. It's the first real week of uh, term. How's it gone so far? Personally, it's been just the same as last week. Okay, so, oh, sorry. Um, how's, so how are the nurseries? What's your current status? And what's, your, what's your full level? Current status is uh, sat down on the sofa having a coffee, doing the podcast, and my full level is hungry. So need some breakfast in a minute. Uh, but in oh, terms said, of nurseries... I said, I said full. F-O-O. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so how full to... are you? How, how are the nurseries doing? Are they uh, we're, coming back together? We're doing, what's... We're, yeah, we're doing very well, actually. I'm really pleased of where we are with our existing settings. We've got some work to do with our two new ones, but we're on that. But yeah, numbers are very healthy across the board really and have you had to deal with any parents that are uh, worried about coming back what's been the, the parental uh, response of you the parental you... response is they are happy to be back and i think that's been seen with the amount of children going back to big school this week on <laughs> Parent response has been very good. And I think as you've seen from this week on Facebook, lots of children have gone back to school this week as well with, I personally haven't seen many people worried about what's going to happen at school. I think they're glad now to get the children back and back learning again and making friends and doing what children should be doing. So for us on the whole, it's been extremely positive. And if, if there are cases of covid scares people are playing the game by staying away or staying off or getting tested so i think there's there's been a a great level of people coming back and on the whole being responsible to the the new rules and regulations really i tell you when we were in ireland um, the irish virus rate is going up quite high at the moment and uh, one of the causes has been um, americans now americans are not allowed to fly into Ireland, they're on the uh, blocked. It's not coming in isolate. You're just not allowed to come in. But uh, interestingly, when approached, when Americans arrive, they were being asked, "How did you get here?" And this is right deep south in, in deep South Ireland. They said, oh, "It's been really tricky. We had to fly to London, and then from London we had to catch a flight to Belfast, and from <laughs> Belfast then we hired a car, and we're here." And it's just, yeah, but you're not welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that just people welcome in general to Ireland or because people are making such a a hoo-ha to get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just the fact that the government says we don't want Americans coming here at the moment because you're you're too high a risk. Or if you're in a plane, it only takes one of you to to be infected in the plane for a lot of you to be infected in the plane. And so they put a moratorium on there, but that doesn't stop the Americans now, does it? 
No, absolutely not. So we were we were just discussing before we came on to on to hit the the big red record button that um, you you think there may be scope for a, a second wave brewing everywhere. We'll see now. It's really interesting because the the teenagers don't seem to give a monkeys, and I and I think the infection rate is going up high. I think the only thing that stops the the death rate going up is the fact that the care homes have done a lockdown. And uh, we had a lot of deaths from older people. It's, if, if enough teenagers get it, then they'll hopefully stop re-getting it. And uh, yeah. then maybe things will settle down. But um, as long as the, 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 the death rate stays down, then I, I think we'll be okay. But it, it'll be interesting. The next month, I think, will be quite interesting because the, the graph is starting to uh, loop upwards quite quickly. And I think we've got an R number that's over one uh, at the moment. So that, that will be interesting to see what happens. It's a very interesting topic because I was uh, reading while I was away in Cyprus. Uh, there was a prime minister of one of the European countries. It might have been one of the smaller ones. I'm, I'm going to have to find it because I mentioned it to somebody else and I said I'd find it for them. Where he was, he was talking about the deaths from COVID and the way it's uh, affected the economies and people and every, everything else. And I think the head, headline was, let nature take its course. His opinion was that a lot of the frail and ill and old have already died and passed away in the first stages of COVID-19. And there's a, in, in his words, there was a lack of people to replace those ill people and those people at the end of their lives. Um, there's, a, there's a thought from him that there may not be so many deaths because there's not those people on the edge, so to speak, that will probably die from it. But that doesn't agree with that at all. Yeah, I'm going to have to find it. I'm going to have to find it. But that that, that obviously doesn't account for the the infection. So I think there's a vast difference between at the minute infections and and death rates, isn't there? We're doing a lot more testing now than than we were doing. So who knows how it's going to pan out? Since this is a family show, I won't actually say what I was planning on saying. But it begins with (laughs) B and it it rhymes with locks. But if I look at my mum's era, my mum's eight, she'll be 87 in two weeks time. And she has massive underlying um, health issues. Her father-in-law, he's 90, 93. They've survived this and they've survived this by actually isolating. My mum absolutely hates it. She thinks that she will um, depart this earth before this is cleared. And I don't know of anybody directly who have who has died from this in my parents' era, and what he's saying is actually a load of rubbish, because what's happened is a lot of these people have literally closed the doors, and they are still vulnerable and they are still susceptible, and the only thing that's stopping that's keeping them alive is that they are they are are not seeing people. So I I can't agree at all. There are millions. Of people that um, are, are at risk, literally hey, millions I, of I people. Was, I was just passing on the message. I thought it was an interesting yeah. viewpoint for a head of state to make. That's 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 what I found really interesting. It was breaking the norm. Of oh, uh, by the way, the was his name Trump? No, it wasn't. I, no, I, I can't. I can't remember who it was. I am going to find it for you, and I'll send it to you a little bit later on. But of course, if we are going to 
get an increase again that's going to put more local lockdowns and national lockdown back on the cards again and are we prepared for it as a sector i don't know what's going to happen the only thing that i am doing is holding on to as much cash as possible because ah, that's you know, a really good point yeah if, I agree with if, you if something does happen by hook or by crook then being able to have cash flow and trade through is going to be the number one importance. So those people who are quiet at the minute and struggling, it could be the end of many businesses on the whole, but I'm talking nurseries in general. It could be the end for many nurseries because they will simply run out of cash. A, A whole lot of stuff has to happen for businesses to be saved because the furlough is coming to an end all the grants have been handed out the bounce back loans will be ending there's there's so many things that have happened to happen to help businesses stay afloat and stay alive and they won't be happening and and the government have more or less ruled out a uk-wide lockdown so i i just don't know how it would pan out do you have any thoughts or suggestions apart from holding on to as much cash as possible the interesting thing is that people have got preconceived ideas of the the furlough scheme and the furlough scheme was just a way of the government paying for contributing to the salaries you if, if you do get a lockdown you can furlough your staff and you could furlough your staff at 25 percent of their salary you can be honest with them and say, look, we've got this much cash. If we have to lock down for a month or six weeks, sorry, guys, I can only afford to pay 25% of your salary whilst you're off. And as long as the staff agree to the rate that you're paying them, you can operate your own furlough scheme. So it's, it's really important to actually think about um, what you're doing as to keep as much cash as possible. Now, there is a temptation at the moment with uh, nurseries potentially going out of business or not necessarily even going out of business. It's just people being totally fed up with the the whole process and saying, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Uh, and a, a perfectly healthy business, somebody might be wanting to get out. I, I know um, one of our mastermind members has just bought a nursery for not very much because the person who ran the nursery just said, you know what, I closed for the, for the uh, lockdown period and I'm not bothering opening. And so she's picked that up quite cheaply. The yeah. thing to do is, as you mentioned, is cash flow. Now, here is the time. So you, you might be thinking, I've got this bubble loan. I'm all, I've got 50 grand in the bank. I've got uh, two businesses. I've got 100 grand in the bank. And I'm going to go and buy a business. One thing that you need to, to ensure is that when you buy a new business, the one thing you need is cash flow or cash to give yourself a, a, a fighting chance. And if you spend all of your, um, all, all of your bubble loans buying the business, then you could be in a tricky situation. I would recommend that you keep the cash as backup. Maybe try and find an alternative additional loan to buy the business. And when you get up and running and you've got cash coming in and you don't need your bubble loans, then's the time to then pay off the more expensive loan. But to start off with, just make sure. My wife had a really good suggestion years ago. She said, if you're about to go and be made redundant, this was in general, the best thing to do is to go to the bank and increase your mortgage whilst you've still got the job. <laughs> Absolutely. It's planning, but isn't it? 50, but if you put 50 grand on your mortgage, then you've got 50 grand cash 
you come and you've got repayments to make, will you make it back, pay it back from that, um, from the cash lump sum you've got, just enough time to keep you going till you, till the cash comes in again. And mm. um, so many people are one or two paychecks from disaster. Yeah, it, it comes back down to the old adage that how many months salary do you have in the bank at any one time? And I think his household is almost less than one as an average. But as a business, we like to have at least three months worth of salary in the bank at any one time, just in case, because you never know what's going to happen, where we're obviously talking about covid related matters here but back in the good old days we used to talk about things like ofsted and inadequate inspections <laughs> and being uh, i mean th- th- those sort of conversations they just don't happen anymore it's been six months since ofsted lasted inspections and those sort of worries or or concerns just we're not seeing them raised are we funny enough only yesterday there was a, a question a safeguarding question <laughs> interesting wow <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> yeah it's gone from the, the from the number one objective hasn't it like Ofsted and what happens if Ofsted and that's why we would say have money in the bank because if crap does happen you're going to need to rely on some funds uh, but now it's like whew, that's just literally gone out the window in and it just seems another world away from worrying about ratios and square meters and qualifications and first aid and food hygiene and all those staples it's now about surviving covid and and uh, it seems like offset have dis- disappeared off the radar are, are they actually operating at the moment are they doing inspections they are doing inspections if there's like a welfare requirement so if they get a load of complaints or there's a big issue then they will come out and do an inspection but they're not doing anything routine until january so, so what's happening with new nurseries now? So if you start a new nursery from scratch, can you get registered if you're, if you're yes. a new person? Yes, they are, they are registering new nurseries. There may be a bit of a backlog in terms of time scale, but they are definitely coming out and doing registration visits, as we've seen from some of our mastermind clients. And there's been quite a few nurseries open during lock, lockdown, and I think there's a few more on the horizon as well, which we'll hopefully find out a bit more over the next few days. And why is that? We've got our very last large mastermind tomorrow online on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we have our first physical meeting. So it's very exciting and going to be quite odd to get back in a room together. Socially distant, of course. We're all sitting in a plastic bag. I was going to go in a, in a white Hascam jacket with a, with a gas mask and bits. <laughs> but no, I'm, 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 I'm so looking forward to getting in a room with the people because there's so many conversations to have. We, we desperately need to catch up now. It's been six months and there's been lots happening and there's lots uh, being planned as well. So I'm, I'm going to go and get a, I'm going to get a few badges made so that people can have on there, put a badge on this says back off, Dudman. <laughs> we've we've set the rules clear on on hugging and saying hello and we've also got socially distant table layouts so we're two meters we're one and two meters apart respectively and it should be good it should be good no stinging i can't guarantee there may not be the, the odd bar or two oh, you're not you're not allowed to sing it's against, it's against <laughs> the rules no singing <laughs>
it's, it's, I just class it as noise coming from my mouth. We, we can't exactly yeah. class it as, uh, as singing. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> volume. In terms of uh, finance at the moment, have you, do you think there's finance available at the moment to go and buy nurseries? Are, are you seeing finance? Yeah, yeah, I think there is finance available. I think still the nursery sector from lenders is seen as good on the whole. It's always been a, a safe bet for lenders to borrow against and I don't see that changing. I think lenders maybe want to see more security put in by you, by yourselves uh, but they're definitely lending and obviously you need to pursue the the sibyls or the bounce back loans first because they'll be the cheapest way of getting finance but there's still plenty of brokers out there and they're still they're, they still need to earn their money and earn their fees and um, long may that continue but there's is definitely a still a buoyancy in the market for buying and selling and as we know from our mastermind groups I think out of all of them there's probably over half of the people are looking for new nurseries they're looking to expand and that can only be a good thing mm, yeah yeah so are you looking to uh, buy any more at the moment you no we're we're on hold we're on hold for at least a year this, we need a, a, a stable period for everybody to kick back. We've got some internal projects to do with our, our systems and our processes to be changed in the next six, six, nine months, which is going to take some sort of brain power and to get a bit more streamlined. Because as you, as you grow, you realize there's, there's bits and bobs that need changing in order to, to help develop. And that's what our plan is. But I said that in 2017, I said that in 2018, I said that in 2020, and here we are <laughs> four settings later. That's the plan, but all good plans are there to be changed, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The big emphasis for this podcast is cash flow, and the best way to improve your cash flow is to get full, and so if you don't know your full numbers, See, I ask, I can tell when people know their numbers or not, because I, if I asked somebody the other day, what were their, how full were they in that nursery? And they said 73%. I said, they're your numbers. And they said, yep, I do. You, and somebody else said 70 to 80%. 70 to 80% means you don't know your numbers. And mm. I, I test people, how full are you? And depending on the response, I will just reply, you don't know your numbers, do you? When you ask them how full they are, do you expect? Are you expecting a figure as of today, or are you expecting? If you turn around to me and say, as of last Friday, seventy-three percent, I go, and that's when you did your numbers last. Yeah, that's fine, great. So if I I turn around, if I turn around to you and said I'm sixty percent full this week, but as of the first week in January, we're a hundred percent. What would you advise? Because surely that's good, yeah. Yeah, how come? Yeah, I, w- I would then turn around and say, okay, 100%. Again, the round numbers, the chances of you having a round number is rubbish. You would, you, there's 90% chance that it's not the round number. <laughs> there's, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the phrase is old people don't care. Uh, 50% of the people, uh, old people don't understand statistics. The other three quarters don't care. So if David asks you how full you are or asks you for any figure, whatever you do, not give him a round number. Just add a point. So it'd be like 63.7 or 94.5. Do not give him a round number. 60.2. Roughly 60 
<laughs> but somebody was going to, will turn around to me and say, oh, what's your numbers? And I say, somewhere between 60.2 and 70.2. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you so have been numbers, warned. Guys. You, you have yeah. been warned. But, you know, just all joking aside, we don't know what's going to happen with everything that's going on. But for God's sake, keep hold of that cash because it's it could be important throughout the winter next year. And uh, if you're not making money now, you need to seek help. You need to seek help while you can, because the last thing you want to do is run out of money if there is some kind of second or local lockdown and the furlough scheme has ended. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting time and challenging once again, I think, coming forwards. There will be local lockdowns. I hope it's not you guys. So, it, but it, there will be local lockdowns. You can guarantee it. The way it's happening, you can see it happening. So, get ready for it. Yeah, and if you've got any decent information of ways to get through that scenario, get through this procedure, if you've got anything in place, we'd be really pleased to hear from you. So, if you want to drop us an email to podcast at your nursery business uk, we'll take that on board and perhaps read a few out so if you have any survival methods or you have any plans in place then get in touch and we'll be happy to share that amongst the community one um, good suggestion that was made last week was the idea of actually having one or two term time only staff if you find that you're very quiet in the summer and you're overstaffed then your next recruits might be one or two term time only staff because then you don't have to pay them in the summer. 12, 12 weeks of not paying two salaries is quite a chunk of cash. Yeah, it's, they're still owed 5.6 weeks holiday, but you can build the holiday pay into their weekly pay the rest of the year. So it, it, saves, it saves, saves that pill throughout the months of August and maybe Easter. But yeah, it's a great, it's a great idea to just save that wage bill during the summer but of course a lot of people normally would take their holidays in the summer which hasn't happened this year people are carrying them forward or they've been enforced because of furlough so yeah there's two trains of thought but this this year is a very strange year and hopefully a year that won't be repeated anytime soon yeah mm. watch this space yeah okay Who knows? okay any holidays planned yeah, I'm back to back to Cyprus in a couple of weeks' time for the when you final holiday of the year. And well, Cyprus is fine. not on the list yet. Cyprus is not on the list. They've got really low rates and it's a very uh, safe place to go. And they've got the same restrictions out there as we have in this country. And people are very good at abiding by the rules. And uh, yeah, I hope, hopefully long may, long, may that, long may that continue. Cool. And are you, going, are you going on your own this time? Harry's still in school? Harry's in school. Uh, so this is an adult-only holiday, which uh, after the last family holiday, I'm, I'm quite glad for. So it's a chance to, uh, to have some adult time and see some sights and have some late nights and a uh, bit of partying and a bit of holiday spirit. I think I'm feeling exhausted already. With that... <laughs> on that bombshell. Have a good week, guys. Um, goodbye to our listener and goodbye to you, David. <laughs> Bye. Take it easy.
If there are any topics on today's episode of the Nursery Business Podcast and you want to find out more or ask questions or have suggestions, email podcast at yournurserybusiness.co.uk. Take care, guys.